okay. What is up, everybody's LJ Talks Facts right here. Smith the Facts and Like always. Of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Friday morning so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my Dallas Cowboys versus the Tennessee Titans week 17 review. So my Dallas Cowboys did pull out the victory last night over the Titans 27 to 13. It was an ugly game, though. Let's be honest. The first half was pretty ugly. I mean, defensively, defensively, the Cowboys played really good. And that was definitely expected against a third-string quarterback, you know, a guy that hasn't had a start in the NFL. Or his last career start was back in college in 2016. And they also had no Derrick Henry as well in this game, the Titans. So it was expected the defense was going to play really good, and it absolutely did. They got a lot of pressure on the Titans. I said they got a lot of pressure on um, on, on uh, Dobbs. You know, that's what the defense is supposed to do against a bad team. Because the Titans have been in a free fall for a while now. They've completely hit rock bottom. You know, the only one... The only one complaint I could say I have in this game was the offense. In the first half. Because the second half, they turned it on. The first half, it was very mediocre. Because this game... This game should have been over by halftime. It should have been. It should not have been 10-6 us. It could have at least been 20-6, maybe even close to 30-6. Should not have been 10-6. This game should not have been close. Definitely should not have been close. I want to let you guys know I will be doing an episode on Sunday, on New Year's Day, to talk about uh, my New York Islanders and my Brooklyn Nets. You know, talk about how they're doing so far this season. You know, just to break down quickly, the Islanders have won three straight games in a row. They were a little bit of a... Bad slump in December, but they picked it up. They've won three in a row on the homestand. They just had it against the Panthers on Friday and the Penguins on Tuesday. I was there for both those games. They just beat Columbus last night. So they're riding high going into the new year, back in a playoff spot. You'll love to see it. And with my Nets, they've won 10 games in a row. They only have one loss this month. Unreal. And they play the Hornets tomorrow to end the year before going into the new year against the Spurs on, two, um, excuse me, on Monday. So... And the Islanders' first game of the New Year's on Sunday against Seattle. So we'll definitely talk about my Nets and my Islanders on Sunday. You know, get my thoughts on them. You know, do I think they'll make it to the playoffs? Can they keep it up? Well, the Nets, they definitely should. The Islanders, it's a little bit tight right now, you know, in the Metro, obviously. But I think they can pull it through. I'll talk about improvements to the team that needs to be made going forward, you know, because the Islanders still need a little bit more work. And so are the Nets in a way. They do need a backup center, but we're going to talk about that on Sunday. Let's get back into the game right here. Let's actually now get into the game, breaking down this game between my Cowboys versus the Titans. And like I said, I'm happy we won. We're 12-4 and four this year, something I really didn't expect. I'm being completely honest. Like I, I thought the season was over. I thought the season was over when Prescott got hurt in week one. I automatically thought, oh, season's over. That's what I thought. I didn't think the team would be 12-4 and four at this point. You know, I didn't think we made it to the playoffs this year. Listen, I may not sound like I'm hyped up for the playoffs at all. It's just because I know what's going to happen. You know, right now we're lined up to face Brady in the wild card round. I mean, things could change. The Bucs could, could get knocked out by the Panthers on Sunday and then lose their last game as well. And the Panthers can win that division or the Saints could very much still win that division. You never know. But it still doesn't make it any easier. You can say, well, it's, it's easier than Brady. That's understandable, but you can't take a team lightly. You know, the Cowboys haven't had a road playoff win in years. You go back to Troy Aikman's days, as they were bringing up last night on the broadcast. So, all the Cowboys' recent 
playoff victories that they've had over the years have been at home against Philly, uh, Detroit, and Seattle. All those games were at home. They haven't won a road game in the playoffs since the 90s. So, so home advantage really does matter for the Cowboys, but, you know, the only way the Cowboys could still win the NFCs is if now is if Philly loses to New Orleans on Sunday, so it turns to a one-game lead for Philly. And then, of course, we got to beat Washington next week, whenever, whenever that is, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. And we would need the Eagles to lose to the Giants. So if all that happens right there, Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East. So that would be a, a guaranteed home playoff game against a wild card team. I think it would be against Philly, actually, if it all lines up that way. Actually, no, 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 no I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Because Philly has a first-round bye. So, yeah, it wouldn't be against Philly. That, that, that's on me. That's my bad. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm trying not to look forward. I'm not trying to, like, not look forward. Um, I'm not trying to look too forward into the future, basically, what I'm trying to say. Because the Eagles can win on Sunday. Oh, the division's over. That's it. That's guaranteed. We're going to the NFC South to play whoever in the wild card round. So, that's all I'm trying to say. Could still happen, though. If Philly loses on Sunday, there's a chance. There's absolutely a chance that we can win this division. Absolutely. Absolutely a chance. We'll have to wait and see. We shall wait and see what happens. We'll see what happens on Sunday now with Philly against New Orleans. But with this game right here, so the Cowboys in the first drive, not able to do anything on this first drive. They got the ball down to their own 49, but that was about it. So, didn't do anything there. And the Titans on their first possession, basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. What really killed them was the holding call. Um, one of the Titans receivers, I don't know, it was Burks that was holding on to Trevon Diggs. I mean, it was pretty obvious. Titans did get a lot of calls in this game. They got a lot of bad calls, I meant to say. Or not like, well, some of them, some of them were kind of like bad calls. I will admit that. But there were some obvious ones, too. Like, there was one where Gallup was getting held in the third quarter. I mean, that was just too obvious. You could say, oh... You see, that's what I'm seeing all over. Oh, bailed out by Jerry's money, the rest. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. I know people are trolling, but if people are actually serious about that, saying the Cowboys get bailed out, I mean, come on. If that was true, they'd be in the Super Bowl every season. They're not. I mean, this, is the very, this is the first time since 06-07 that the Dallas Cowboys have made it to the playoffs back-to-back seasons. 0607. So you're you're going back almost two decades now. Very close. Very, very close. Come on. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I'm tired of hearing that bullshit about the refs bailing out the Cowboys. Because that was true. If that was true, they'd be in the Super Bowl every year. They haven't been to a championship game. They haven't been to a championship game since 96. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Now the Cowboys here on this next drive, very nice long drive, which is exactly what I like. Started at 10.06, and the drive ended at 4.41, or 4.36, whatever it was. So let's break down the drive. Zeke, no gain on a run, and the Titans got an offside call, and Schultz got a 13-yard catch. C.D. Lamb, no gain on a catch. Zeke, 5-yard gain on a run. T.Y. Hilton, 7-yard gain on a catch. Malik Davis, who was the backup running back in this game because Tony Pollard was out. So he gets a three-yard gain on a run, and the Titans get a pass interference call, and we get to the 13. Davis, seven-yard gain. Tennessee calls timeout. 
Zeke four-yard gain in a run, then a one-yard gain because they did the Wildcat. But then second and goal at the one, Zeke runs in, touchdown, 7-0 Dallas. I mean, the whole Wildcat call before the touchdown, I mean, it wasn't bad, honestly. It almost worked. I haven't seen the Cowboys do the Wildcat in a while. It's been a while, so that play I really don't mind because the majority of the time it works. This one, it didn't. I mean, you got a one-yard gain. I should say it just made it easier for Zeke to get the touchdown at the one-yard line, so whatever. So now Zeke, I believe, has a touchdown now in nine straight games. I mean, the fact that he's not in the Pro Bowl this year doesn't make any sense. He's got a touchdown in nine straight games. He's got double-digit touchdowns. You'd say, well, a lot of them are at the one-yard line, but you're still, it's still touchdown. You still have to get in. It's not easy. You can't, you can't say it's easy to get a touchdown at the one-yard line. It's not. It's absolutely not. It's not Madden. It's, this is not Madden. So it's not easy. In Madden, 99.9% chance you're getting a touchdown at the one-yard line. The NFL, it, come on. Anything can happen. Guy can fumble the ball. You can get stuffed. Come on. So was it easy for Zeke against the Texans when he got stuffed the one-yard line? I think it was like the third quarter. So come on. Don't give me that bullshit. It's easy. So easy, you go try it. You get stuffed right away. You wouldn't know what to do. That's why I don't talk shit saying, oh, that's just so easy to get touched on the one-yard line. Like, no. It's it's not. It's really not. People will just say whatever. People will just say whatever to get clicks and likes, but whatever, though. Um... Overall, that was a really good drive. You know, really good, nice, long drive down the field. That's exactly what we needed. It's exactly what we needed right there. And, you know, I thought we could probably run away. I thought we could probably run away with this game. I legit thought we could run away with this football game. I really thought we could. I guess I was a little bit wrong. I mean, the Titans did go three and out in the next possession. That was good. I was like, all right, well, let's just have a nice... Nice long drive again. That's exactly what they did. Davis got a one-yard loss on a run. Then Malik Davis got an 18-yard gain on a catch. He had a pretty underrated game, honestly. Then Schultz got a one-yard catch. Then Malik Davis got a 23-yard gain on a run. CD, two-yard catch. I believe he had over 100 yards in this game. No Brown, seven-yard catch. Excuse me. Then Zeke lost three yards on third and one, which led to a Brett Maher... 36-yard field goal to kick off the second quarter, so it's 10th in Dallas. It's like, all right, I'll take the points. That's fine by me. I'll take the points. That was a nice drive. Would have been nice to get a touchdown because we're so close, but you know what? Whatever. Take the points. Maher's had a really good season, so that was good. But the Titans right here had a really nice possession. I will give them credit. Even though uh, Dobbs fumbled the football at first on the first play, and Demarcus Lawrence was able to tackle him for the fumble. But Dobbs right away recovered it. And then it was 36 for the Titans at their own 29. And Race McGrath made a nice 30 made a nice 39-yard catch. It was a good throw by Dobbs. I will give Dobbs credit. Made a nice throw right there. Then it was third and 13 at our 24. And Dante Fowler Jr. has been an underrated piece on this defense. Sack Joshua Dobbs. Micah Parsons recovered the fumble. And it's Cowboy Ball. Cowboy ball right here. I'm like, all right. Like, there we go. Now we can really put this game out of reach. That's what I'm thinking. Now we can put this game out of reach. The Titans are rattled. 
they had a nice drive going for them, and they got and they got stuffed. So it's like, all right. So we get the ball at the Titans 46, and Pre- what does Prescott do? Prescott fumbles the football. Tareer Tart recovers the fumble for the Titans, and it's Titans ball. Luckily, though, the next possession, they go three and out. So it's like, all right, we got the ball back here. Let's go. Nice drive. Please get a nice drive right here. And let's bury these motherfuckers. Seriously. First and 10 at our own 48. It was a nice little drive to begin with. We're at our own 48. What is? Well, I shouldn't say what does Prescott do. This wasn't even his fault. He throws to Peyton Hendershot, who should be cut. Peyton Hendershot should be fucking cut because he's fucking terrible. Throws it right to him. Looked like he made the catch, but he bobbled it. And Kevin Bayard intercepts it. It's a two-yard gain. It's Titans ball. I don't know how the fuck Hendershot didn't fully catch this ball right here, but he is the worst fucking tight end on this team. We have, what, four tight ends. It's him, Schultz, Ferguson, and McEwen. Just cut Hendershot. Just cut him. He sucks. He's gotten bad penalties at times. He's not good. You have Schultz, who's, you know, he's... I was going to say he's good. Well, he did have two touchdowns in this game. So, at times, Schultz is good. At times, he is. Ferguson's not that bad of a backup. I think he had one or two catches in this game. That guy McEwen really doesn't play as much. You know, but cut Hendershot. He sucks. He's fucking terrible. He's not good. He's not good at all. He's really bad. And the fact that you bobbled this ball right here. You should have had this one. I know you could say he's young. He's 23 years old. Well, there's a reason why he was undrafted. You know, I know there's a lot of undrafted players in this league, but the guy sucks. The guy sucks. He's not good. He's not a good football player. He's just not. He's just not good at all. He's not good. There's no reason. There's no reason to keep this guy. There's no reason to keep this guy. There's really not. There's absolutely no reason to keep Hendershot. He's not a good he's not a good football player. He's seriously not a good football player. He's not. No reason to keep him. I don't know why he's still on this football team. Makes no sense at all. Because if he's still on this team going to the playoffs, he better not be in any big moments, because fuck that, no. No, 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 no. Just absolutely fucking not. That's all that I'm saying. <sighs> so the Titans here get the ball back, and they drive the ball down the field, get to our 19-yard line, Randy Bullock comes out. 37-yard field goal. It's now 10-3. And I believe it was on this possession. Prescott was a little was a little bit banged up. He was limping a little bit here. So we started moving the ball pretty good down the field, honestly. We got to the Titans 39. And then now what does Prescott throw? What, what does he do? Throws another interception. Kevin Biard, this one really was Prescott's fault. And he gets a 28-yard gain to the Dallas 37. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. 
you have a legit chance to bury the Titans, who have nobody, nobody out there. They legit have nobody. They're just playing. They, they're just. They're just out there. These guys. These aren't stars. They have nobody. There's a bunch of nobodies on the football field. On the offensive side, defensively, the Titans aren't a bad team. They really aren't. But offensively, without Henry and without you know Tannehill right now, they have nobody out there. Nobody. Malik Willis didn't even play in this game. They went to fucking Dobbs. They went to Joshua Dobbs, who hasn't started an NFL game ever. Like I said, his last start was in college. His last start was in college in 2016, six years ago. I mean, Jesus Christ. And that was a bad pass by Prescott. That was on him. Like, I don't like to blame Prescott for interceptions because a lot of them really haven't been his fault. But he's got... He, I think he leads the league in interceptions now, Prescott. I mean, again, a lot of these interceptions aren't his fault. Let's be real. Like, a lot of them really aren't his fault. I'm just being real. He's tied for the league. league the lead league interception. He's tied with Derek Carr, who's got 14 as well. You know, again... I don't want to blame Prescott completely. But this one was his fault. The one with Hendershot, that was Hendershot's fault. You know, and honestly, I'm going to say this right now. If the Eagles do clinch the NFC East on Sunday, just rest everybody going against Washington. There's no reason to play anybody against Washington. No reason at all. Rest Pollard as well. I know he's close to 1,000 yards. If you want to play him a couple plays to get those 1,000 yards and take him out, fine. But you don't need anybody out there. You don't need any of your stars. You rest Zeke. You rest Prescott. You rest CD. Maybe Gallup gets out there a little bit. Hilton gets his reps. But everybody else, just sit down. I wouldn't even want to play those guys in the first quarter. Because Gallup a bit. So, no. That's if that's if Philly clinched the NFCs. If not, then you have a chance to clinch the division next Sunday or Saturday. Whatever they're going to play against Washington. You have a chance then. You know what I mean? We shall see. We shall see, though. But after the interception right there, the Titans got to our 11-yard line. Randy Bullock comes out. 29-yard field goal. It's 10-6. to Despicable. Absolutely fucking despicable. Just can't happen that way. Against a team like this. Against a team that is so depleted. This game should not have been close. Should not have been a close game. I know anything can happen in this game, but this game should not have been close. Not even close at all. It just shouldn't have been. Should not have been close at all. I'm being completely real. I'm not trying to disrespect the Titans at all, but they have nobody. The fact that this game was close was despicable. That's just me being real. It was despicable. That's how I see it. That's that's just how I see it right there. Despicable performance in the first half. Defensively, we were great. Offensively, we sucked. Let's be real, we sucked. Going into the second half, Titans go three and out on their first... Excuse me, on their first possession, so that helped. Like, all right. So now let's break down this long possession the Cowboys had. So Zeke, no yard gain... 
no gain on a run on the first play. Then he gets a six-yard gain on a run. Then Gallup got a 13-yard catch. Davis, one-yard gain on a run. Titans got a pass interference call. Davis, one-yard gain on a run. Ferguson, seven-yard catch. Zeke, four-yard gain on a run. Then we committed a holding call. And then Zeke, one-yard gain, incomplete pass to Noel Brown. This one, Prescott threw the ball to Michael Gallup, and he was held. I'm not saying this. I'm a Cowboys fan. He was held, so that is pass interference. I mean, come on. You can't see that you're blind. So the next play, Dalton Schultz, six-yard touchdown, 17-6 Dallas. Like, all right. That's what we needed right there, our first possession of the second half. We needed that. And we got gifted. We did get gifted with that pass interference call. It was pass interference, but still a gift call. Because the referees could have said, oh, no, that's not pass interference. They could have done that. But we'll take it. We will absolutely take it. So, we're up 17-6. Let's just keep it rolling here. Let's hopefully the defense can keep it rolling too. Titans had a really good drive right here, though, which led to a touchdown. Let's break it down. So, Hassan Haskins, no-yard gain on a run. Jeff Swain, former Cowboy, four-yard catch. Traylon Burks, 21-yard catch. Hassan Haskins, 12-yard gain on a run. Then he got a three-yard gain on a run. Incomplete pass by Dobbs. Five-yard gain by Haskins on a run. Then they went for a fourth and two. Haskins got a two-yard gain on a run. Then he got a five-yard gain on a run. And Julius Chestnut got a one-yard loss on a run. And then Dobbs found Robert Woods for a nine-yard catch. Then found Jonathan Ward for a four-yard catch. Then he threw an incomplete pass. And then he found Robert Woods on third and six at the seven for a seven-yard touchdown. And it's 17-13. Like now the Titans are still in this game. Got to give them credit. It was a nice long drive by them, and it worked. It absolutely worked for them. Got to give them credit. But the Cowboys answered right back right away. Didn't hesitate. Even though it was third and ten right away in our own 25 because Davis got no yard, got no gain on a run, and Hilton was incomplete pass. But then Hilton got a 28-yard pass right here, 20-yard gain on a pass. You got to love T.Y. Hilton in these big spots against Philly last week and right there against Tennessee. That was huge. Then Davis got no yard gain on a run. So now leads the fourth quarter. So then Prescott found Schultz for a six-yard gain. And then it was roughing the pass on the Titans. So we get to the Titans 26. Davis gets a six-yard gain on a run. Prescott two-yard gain on a run. Davis five-yard catch. CD three-yard catch. Dalton Schultz 10-yard touchdown catch. Very nice. Very nice catch by Schultz. It's 24-13. He gets his second touchdown of the night. And it's like, okay. Just get a couple more stops right here. Let's get a stop and then move the ball down the field. So the Titans weren't able to do anything in this possession. They did get to our 40-yard line, but then they got the false start penalty, which pushed them back. So they decided not to go for it when they really could have taken a chance, honestly. I know it was fourth and 10 at our own 45, but they could have probably went for it. Could have taken a chance, honestly. But they didn't do it. They wanted to punt in the ball. And the Cowboys want to move the ball down the field, get into the Titans 27. Before that, C.D. Lamb made a nice 10-yard catch or got a nice 10-yard gain on a catch to get back into field goal range for Brett Maher, 45-yard field goal. And doesn't seal the deal just yet. I mean, it is 27-13. It is 27-13, but it's not over just yet. Well, actually, no, it is kind of over now in this next possession because it's second and six for the Titans. At their own 44 and Dobbs to interception to Nashawn Wright as he picked off Joshua Dobbs. And that was pretty much the ball game after that. So now it was the ball game. Now it was the ball game. 
even though we went three and out next possession, the Titans, their next possession, they got to a 47-yard line. Again, they got another false start call on fourth down, but they went for a fourth to 15, incomplete pass. We go three and out again. We go three and out again, again but this game was over. Oh, excuse me, yeah, this game was over. The Titans do nothing. They just ran the ball, and that was it. And the game was over. And my Dallas Cowboys get a 27-13 win over the Tennessee Titans. Could have been better, honestly. And it really it really should have been better. It really should have been a better win. Like, I'm, ha- I'm happy that they won this game. Absolutely, I'm happy that they won. I'm happy that we're 12-4. Again, at times it may not seem like it, but it's just this game could have been better. It could have been a better win. Defensively, defensively, we're great. Defensively, we were great. Offensively, terrible in the first half, but they picked it up in the second half. But again, defensively, defensively, we were good. The whole game defensively, we were good. You know, it's just could have been a better win, honestly. It honestly just could have been a better win. I'm not trying to sit here and complain because my team won. You really shouldn't complain when your team wins, but there still are flaws right there. You know, you're facing a depleted Titans team. Like, how do you think this team is going to play against an elite team, you know? You have to do better against them. You just have to. You have to do better against that Titans team. You really do. I mean, un- and honestly, the Cowboys should have went undefeated in December. Should have beaten Jacksonville. They should have beaten Jacksonville. That's just me being real. They should have beaten Jacksonville on the 18th. Should have beaten them. Should have beaten them. But what are you going to do? You move on from it. They finish off December strong, you know. They beat the Colts. Well, they destroy the Colts. They beat the Texans. They lost to the Jags. They beat Philly. And they beat Tennessee. I mean... NFC's chances are still alive at this point. You know, it all depends what happens with the, with uh, New Orleans versus Philly. If New Orleans can take them down, then again, it's a one-game lead. Then and it's all for grabs next week. So you never know what can happen. You never know what can happen next weekend or what happens this weekend first because you don't want to look too forward into the future. Because if the Eagles do win on Sunday, if they beat New Orleans, they not only win the NFC East, they officially get the number one seed. So... That's how it'll be right there. We shall see, though. We shall definitely, definitely see. I mean, like I've been saying, like I've been saying these last few weeks, or I've been saying for a while now, on paper, this Dallas Cowboys team can win it all. On paper. You look at the talent they have. Like I said, even though Prescott is tied for the lead league in interceptions, you really can't blame him for a majority of these picks. Some of them, yes. The second pick he threw last night was absolutely his fault. The other ones, not really. The one to Hendershot, I mean, come on. Hendershot's got to catch that ball. But he's a fucking bum, so I didn't expect any less. But you got to catch that ball. Simple as that. you got to catch it. But again, some of these some of these picks really aren't his fault. That's me being real. I've given Prescott a lot of shit. But some of these interceptions are just not his fault. They're just not. Like, I don't think... I'm not going to sit here and say Prescott's an elite quarterback because that's not true. He's not elite. He's very... He, he, he differs between... He differs between decent 
average, above average, and good. He's had his games where he's looked like he was elite, like against Philly after the pick six. He was untouchable after that. He was basically untouchable. What are the games as he looked untouchable this year? You can kind of say against Minnesota in a way he was. I guess you could say that. But there have been other games over the years where he's been kind of untouchable, if you want to be honest, like against Green Bay in the wild card game in that fourth quarter. He really fucking turned it on. He's had his moments. I mean, obviously they lost that game. But still, he's had his moments where he's been able to turn it on and look like he was elite, even though he's not. We know he's not elite. Everybody knows that. You know, I'm sure there are true Prescott fans out there that, you know, will say he's not elite. He's just not. He's not an elite quarterback. He's not He's not an elite quarterback. Not yet, at least. I don't know if he ever will be. I have no idea if he ever will be. Because how old is Prescott now? Is he 29? Yeah, he'll be 30 in July. So, yeah, he's 29 years old. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and deny and say he hasn't had a good career. He has. He honestly has. And I've, I've always said this right here. If he didn't get hurt in 2020, because he was playing lights out in 2020 before he got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, I don't know. The Cowboys, I think, do make it to the playoffs. They don't go far because the defense wasn't good under fucking Mike Nolan. But you look at his stats last year. He threw over 4,000 yards for a second season at 37 touchdowns. I mean, this year, obviously is the most interceptions he's thrown in his career. That's 14. You know, but... I mean, you kind of read these stats, honestly. You kind of read these stats and say, maybe he could be elite, but he's still just not, when you want to think about it. When you want to think about it, he's really just not just yet. But again, I don't know if he ever will be. I don't know if he ever will be an elite quarterback. I legit don't know. You know, I like to hope that he will be at some point, but he's just not. You know, I do like when he gets aggressive, and when he gets aggressive, majority of times it does work. So that's what you're gonna need in the playoffs from. You know, that's been his one, that's been his one kryptonite in the playoffs. I mean, he does have a playoff win over Seattle, of course, back in the 2018 season, but you know, that's just been his kryptonite still. You know, he's been to division around twice. He hasn't won. You know, he just has to find a way in the playoffs. You know, look how he played against 49ers back in January. He didn't play good at all. He played terrible. He played really bad. You know, I'm sorry to say, but he's got to he's gotta be that anchor for us, you know, in the playoffs. Because I think the defense is going to be fine. I honestly think the defense will be okay. Prescott's the one that has to do his part. When it comes playoff time, he's got to be the anchor for us. He's got to be that guy. He's got to prove to everybody saying, all right, you, want, you guys want to doubt me? I'll make sure you never doubt me again. That's how. That's the mentality he's got to have. I'm sure he's got that mentality. We know, he's, we know Prescott is a strong guy. We know he is a great leader. He really is. When you hear him, when you hear him in the press conferences, he sounds like a leader. I'm not denying that at all. But... He has to be that anchor for us in the playoffs. He's got to be a good quarterback. He can't be average, above average, or even decent. You got to be good. You got to be good. Because I'm not too worried about Zeke or Pollard, honestly. 
you got to kind of worry about Dak. Like, how is he going to play? It's just, you look at the history of the playoffs. You look at his playoff games against Green Bay and Seattle, he played good. Against LA, not that great. 49ers, bad. Even though in the fourth quarter, they finally picked it up. It was just too little too late. That would have been something that they would have came back and won that game. I will be honest. That would have been fucking crazy. It would have been fucking insane. But again, see, who, would they, who would they have played? I don't even know who they would have played in the division round. They wouldn't have played Green Bay because we won the NFC East. I don't think we would have played Green Bay. I'm not too sure, actually. I don't even know, honestly, at this point. But whatever. Um, he just needs to be that guy in the playoffs. He really does. He seriously does. I mean, it also does fall on the coaching as well. The coaching can't be stupid come playoff time. You know, last night they really didn't do any stupid trick plays other than the Wildcat, which is fine. That's a trick play I can, you know, deal with. That's fine. But if you're going to do, like, fucking laterals and, you know, have the receiver throw the fucking ball, then no. I'm not doing that shit. That's just dumb. That's just very dumb. We shall see, though, honestly. You know, I want to be optimistic in the Cowboys going to the playoffs. I just don't know if I can. It's, it's hard to say. It's very hard to say if I could be optimistic or not. Because, again, on paper, they're very talented. Because, like I said, Prescott differs from being decent, above average, and good. Zeke, I feel like he's still a good running back. Pollard is a good running back. C.D. Lamb is one of the best receivers in the game. Dalton Schultz is an underrated tight end. You have T.Y. Hilton out there. You have Gallup, who's very underrated. The old line has been good this year. Even though Tyler Beatish went down, so hopefully we'll see him back pretty soon, whether it's against Washington or in the playoffs. Defensively, the team has been great. They did struggle for a little while, but that's exactly what they needed yesterday against a bad team. They brought the pressure, got a couple turnovers, exactly what they needed. You know, that's kind of a confidence boost, I could say. And let's see what happens now. Let's see what happens. When you're facing an elite team, because I'm sorry to say it, you know, the, the Buccaneers could be below 500 and still win that division. They're still an elite team. You know why? Because of Brady. And you still have Evans. And you still have Godwin. And you still have Fournette. Their defense is good. The defense really hasn't been the problem this year. It has been, you know, Brady struggles. Yes. He's really, he's really shown his age, honestly. But come playoff time, that's a whole different story with Brady. Just saying. That's what the Cowboys got to look at right now for the playoffs. That's who you're looking at. And Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. Never. And that's the guy you might be facing. Almost like 90%, that's who you're going to be facing. There's a 10% chance you won't. But there's got to be guys in that locker room that want to face Brady. And the whole locker room should want to face Brady. And every Cowboy fan should want to face Brady. Don't say you want anything easier. How is Carolina, New Orleans, or say Atlanta easier? Because they don't have Brady? Doesn't mean anything. You could still lose to them. You could still very much lose to them. They can catch you off guard right away and the game's over. Doesn't matter. We think the Cowboys have an, have an easier chance to beat Sam Donald. Who says that? Who says Sam Donald doesn't have the best game of his life? And DJ Moore doesn't fucking have almost 200 yards or something. Just saying. 
or he faced New Orleans, who says Alvin Kamara doesn't put six touchdowns on us like he did to Minnesota a couple years ago on Christmas Day. Who says that doesn't happen? No, seriously. Or Christmas Eve, whatever it was. Who says that doesn't happen? God forbid, right? That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say right there. Nothing's ever easy. Nothing's ever given. Nothing is ever a given in sports. It's just not. You know, but I really want this team to win. Out of all my teams right here, this is the, this is the team I want to see the win. I want to see the win the most. I've never seen a championship game with this team ever. I want that Super Bowl so badly. You know, but if they don't win at all, this season means nothing. This season absolutely means nothing if they don't win at all. It means nothing. You can't say, oh, but they weren't expected to be here. I don't care. You should never say, oh, I never expect my team to be here. You should always expect your team to be there no matter who your team is. And that's how the same thing should be in the locker room. You should say, we expect to be there in February for the Super Bowl. Because if you don't, then you've already set yourself short. That's what you've done. So, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Just getting nervous coming around playoff time. We're almost there. One more week to go. We got all the division battles in week 18 coming up. I'm nervous as hell. I really am. I really am. Whether we play on January 14th or January 15th in a couple weeks, I'm just, I'm just fucking nervous, man. I don't know. I want to hope this team could make a nice, could make that nice run, win the fucking Super Bowl, but I just don't know, honestly. I really don't know. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. I have no idea. I want to believe this team can do it. I don't know. I don't think they can. I hate to even say it. I'm not trying to be negative after a win, but... I really don't know. I really, really don't know. We'll see, though, guys. I'm happy they won last night. Could have been better. Could have been better. I'm not trying to sound selfish at all, but it could have been a lot better. And let's see what happens against Washington now next weekend. But first, let's see what happens actually against between New Orleans and Philly. Because like I said, if Philly wins the division on Sunday, there's no reason to play your starters against Washington because you have nothing to really play for. You're in the playoffs. You have, nothing, you have nothing to play for. You're not playing for the division at all. That's it. It's over. That's all I'm trying to say. It's just over then. But we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. And I will talk to you guys on Sunday to talk about my New York Islanders and the Brooklyn Nets. And my Brooklyn Nets. We'll talk about that on Sunday. But all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And Happy New Year to you guys. I'll be talking to you guys on New Year on New Year's Day. So have a great New Year's Eve tomorrow. Happy New Year, guys. Enjoy this episode. And I'll talk to you guys in the new year on Sunday. Talk to you then, guys. How about them Cowboys?